Welcome to episode six of Talk Commerce, where we talk about commerce in this new digital world and how it touches the merchant, consumer, and agency. We interview Barnett Helmet this week, who was the inspiration and main driving force for the new SWAT tool at Magento Cloud, now Adobe Commerce Cloud. SWAT doesn't mean the hit 1970s TV show or Hawaii Five O, but rather system-wide analysis tool. This episode was recorded on April 21st, 2021. Talk Commerce is sponsored by eWay Corporation, the partner of choice for technology, infrastructure, and enterprise-level digital solutions, and Wagento Creative, partnering with the client to help fulfill their strategic growth. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. What? <laughs> That's so funny. All right, I got to stop it. Hold on. All right, all right. It's all good. <laughs> How are you doing? Ah, hey. oh, fairly good. Fairly good. Uh, yourself? Ah, uh, good. Yeah, I got uh, got my second shot. So, oh, I'm all primed, ready to go. My second shot laid me out for three plus days. Yeah, my wife is not feeling great right now at all. So I'll see if uh, if I start feeling a little worse. It hit me about six, seven hours after I got it. Okay. And I, I got tired and mm-hmm. then I laid down. And the next, it was, this was nine o'clock in the morning. I laid down about two, three. Next thing I know, it's eight o'clock at night. I am thirsty beyond all belief, just drinking water. And the next thing I know, it's 6 a.m. Wow. And when I woke up, every single muscle and joint hurt. (laughs) My hair hurt. Oh, geez. My ears were like ding, 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 like like a constant ring. And I was and I was like that for three days. And then I just woke up on like a Tuesday morning and I was like, oh, okay. And everything was back to normal. It was just the, the bizarrest experience. Wow. All right. Well, hopefully. Yeah, my daughter so, got the J&J shot, and uh, ah, okay. she, uh, she also had the similar experience as yourself. Oh, I got the Moderna. My kids, uh, let me see, they go in. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah, Wednesday. They go in tomorrow for their second. So I'm kind of figuring I'm going to have two kids at home that are just kind of horizontal. Right. <laughs> and you're in Austin, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I was yeah. there two weeks ago. Oh, really? For what? For a conference, uh, um, entrepreneurs organization. Uh, yeah. They did a little mini conference in at the Hilton there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Um, oh well, next time you're in the city, give a holler. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. No, this was de- ju- this was just sort of a jump in, um, do my thing, and and get out i was kind of i was thinking about staying for the saturday but um yeah anyway so yeah austin is is as is if nothing happened i uh, absolutely true it is how do i say this the people are acting fearless to me they're acting like idiots but that's just my opinion on the matter um yeah. you know all the college kids yeah let's go to the bar let's go get drunk and you know and there's been so many bars cited here for um overfilling and not maintaining space uh spaces uh bars have lost their liquor license and they cannot get them back the abc just went boom done you're finished and some of these places hadn't been around for 15 20 years gone you're done okay well that's good violated state law have a nice day (laughs) <laughs> and it was it was like over and done i was like wow there was no warning you know it was like hi let me see oh you have 30 people too many here kick everybody out here's your citation close the doors you got 20 minutes and the abc uh police were there the alcoholic beverage commission and they're like so people are paying attention all of a sudden. <laughs> okay, yeah, we we had a nice after party for the for for the event. Yeah, um, 
and uh, it was a closed. We, they rented a you know like a second floor of a. It was down in Rainy Street, so mm-hmm. second floor of a, one of the bars and nice big space. And then there was an after after party. Oh, and uh, went to some other bar, and wow, it was packed. And I was definitely about thirty years older than anybody else in the bar. Ah, uh, yes, a little group of us, kind of in the corner, and. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going. I'll see you later. I didn't have a drink. I just like walked in, looked around, walked out because it was the music was loud and people were screaming. <laughs> so, welcome anyway. to Austin. Yeah, when I go down there, it's like um, I go down. My CPA lives downtown, so I'll go down and see her. My attorney lives downtown. I'll go down and see him. We'll go to a coffee shop or like a little hole in the wall where the college people don't go (laughs) and we'll sit dinner boom gone but other than that but i'll tell you once this mess is over i mean truly truly over um coming down at halloween it's you and about three hundred thousand of your best friends right crowded downtown okay I've been down there twice many years ago, and it is lunacy. The police block off like 30 blocks this way, 20 blocks this way. If your car's there, guess what? Your car's staying till tomorrow. That's (laughs) it. You're done. You parked, too bad for you. No car driving. (laughs) And they they just shut it down, and people are everywhere. It is absolutely crazy. And then the other big one is Eeyore's birthday uh, from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Um, it's the second, sa- excuse me, second Sunday in April. The University of Texas hosts it. And it's you and about 75,000 of your best friends. Oh, geez. Crammed into this massive park on the uh, west side of the university. And they have... It's, it's a free festival. I mean, you have to buy the food and the beer and everything, but it's drum lines and bands and food trucks and face painting for the kids. It's a family thing. Okay. People come from hundreds of miles around. Two big events in the city. Okay. Well, there's, there's a few others too, probably, right? Like Yeah, those are the two living. big ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> those are the two, like... Hi, I met you, you know, whatever. But yeah, it's hundreds of thousands of people show up for those two. New Year's Eve is a little bit more um, sedate. It gets crazy, like, you know, a little bit like New York City. But Halloween and New York's birthday, those are probably the two biggest New York's things. New birthday, I have to remember that. Oh, it's, I've t- I took my kids down there. Um, God, it was, it was, you, you got to keep track of them because there's so much to do. I mean, it's just, lunacy and it's like okay oh oh oh, they're on this drum line oh no no they're they're on this maypole and it was just like (laughs) i was at the end of the day i was exhausted (laughs) yeah it sounds like it but other than that yeah i did a i i always try to do a run why when i'm in austin i always run and i I ran up from the river up around the university and i came back i get back down to the river and whatever Mm -hmm. And uh, that big tower that's in the middle of the university. Yeah. As soon as I started running towards the tower, I started thinking of the movie uh, Full Metal Jacket. Do you remember that movie when he says uh, <laughs> when he's he's talking about the sniper at the top of the tower? And I thought, geez, I hope it's not. You know, I hope there's nobody up there right now as I approach the tower and then run around it. And <laughs> fortunately, I made it. Yeah, it's uh, all the dark blocked. things that go through your head in a. 10 mile run. <laughs> they blocked it off. When I first got to Austin too many years ago, I used to run the river. Yeah. And so there's a, a five mile circuit where you go down on the north side, cross the bridge, come back on the south side, and then cross the bridge. And um, I lived downtown for a bit and then I moved further up north. But the, tra- the traffic back then was nuts. Today is just unbelievable. But yeah. back then the traffic was nuts. And I just, I'd say, screw it, go into the men's room, change, go run. And by 6, 6.30, the traffic, and I'm catching the tail end of it out of the city. So sure. I'd get my exercise in that way. So, but yeah, it, there's a lot to do down there. 
Yeah, rainy good. street. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's one of the two party set. Well, one of the three party centrals. Right. <laughs> Back then, you're gonna laugh at this. Back then, um, when I first moved here, that was drug central USA. Anything and everything you wanted was in that little rainy street area. Yeah. A developer got real brave and built the first tower. Was that the and Van then, Zant one or something? I'm sorry? Van Zant. Yeah. 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 And it just kind of went like this. I have a very good friend of mine. He lives in Austria now with his wife, but um, he bought on Rainy Street in about 2011, 2010. He bought a condo unit. It's not, not nothing major, 1,300 square feet. You know, 13th, 14th floor. He, you know, he's partway up the building. You know, no big deal. $125,000. Right. He's listing it at 2.2 right now. Oh, my gosh. And wow. I'm like, Augustine, what? And he says, I'm 35. My wife is 32. He says, we're done. And I said, what are you going to do? And he says, well, she just sold her stuff. And he says, we haven't decided. And I'm like. <laughs> i'm like whoa and his wife's an international lawyer she works for some massive firm and she's like wants to go out on her own and just slow down her life right and he says yeah we're selling everything consolidating the money and he says we haven't decided where we're going to live yet and i'm like and he says, not bad for a little, uh, it's funny. He goes, not bad for a little Latino boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, shut up. But yeah, he's, he was one of the first buyers. And back then, that was very expensive. I yeah, mean, no kidding. Oh, yeah, it was but in the millions now, in the millions. Huh. And I'm like, you have a good life. If you ever get back to Austin, you come say hi. Right. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a nice area. It's just it's too collegey. How's that? Rainy Street or Austin? Yeah, R Rainy Street, Austin in general, but Rainy Street in particular. You get yeah, the definitely. eighteen that want to get drunk up to like late twenties, early thirties. It's that kind of you know. Oh yeah. yeah, it's Thursday. Let's get blottoed. Eh, I'll just call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> the that, that's the mentality yeah. and then the 50 year olds who are looking a little bit out of place while they're there <laughs> yeah same same here you know exactly hey you're with your grandpa <laughs> um, anyway yeah all right so let's let's uh, uh yeah. talk about swat a little bit and absolutely so ask away or if you just want me to get into it a little bit yeah, I think, you, you know, like? the, the, the goal of, of what I've been talking about is, is mm -hmm. sort of connecting the merchants more to some of these Adobe experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think traditionally Magento has been very strong on the tech side. Mm -hmm. And we've always catered to a lot of tech people. And there's, uh, there is a missing part between, uh, between what the tech person knows, what the sort of agency knows, and then what the merchant gets at the end of the day. And I, I really, I have a strong, uh, I know that uh, all the merchants need to know these things and why do they need to know these things? And then finally, like out of this little, these pieces, like for, for example, SWAT, why would they need to care about it? And, um, you know, they, maybe they don't necessarily have to know how to run it, but they, they need to know that their partner or their agency or their developer is going to help them with this and then yes. help them work through the issues that come out of it. Well, a, a li just a little bit of history, how SWAT got built, for lack of a better. Um, I was handed a, a dev team almost two years ago. And the purpose was to help the worst of the worst clients, clients that were constantly having problems, constant outages, customers were complaining, slowness, performance, whatever you name it. And we got these clients one by one. And over a course of a few months, we started seeing similar patterns. This was not configured or this was configured, but was wrong 
or, oh, you didn't even install this, whatever these pieces may be. And we started putting a massive list together. Then we started writing scripts. So instead of having to manually check them, every time we got a new customer, hi, just run this script. Here's a list of the 10 things that we knew we could go check and either sign off or yes, they have a problem. As we started doing this, um, engineering team says, hi, can you check this or can you check that? And all of a sudden we had a full blown script, no UI, just a script that the internal team wrote. And I sat with the devs one day and I'm like, this is way too much work. In the first year of us doing this, we hit 114 customers. That's like two a day, including weekends. It wow. was just too much. <laughs> and I said, this isn't gonna scale unless I get more developers or more engineers or more PMs. And I said, can we just write like a UI and put the results by customer up there? And then I can turn it over to the CSMs, the customer success managers, and train them to go talk to their clients. I said, economies of scale. And that's what started this whole thing. And it was just what issue and what's the recommendation? Since then, as you've seen, this thing is just full blown out that there's information about the site all in one place, services and components, recommendations on issues, analyzing exceptions, analyzing alerts, analyzing their patches now. Um, within a couple of weeks, they'll be analyzing security vulnerabilities from these security scans. And we built a single unified dashboard with the sole purpose that when the, once the customer gets there, they can self-service, they can take care of these problems themselves. Now, whether it's the customer, their SI, their partner, the agency, third-party consultants, but it's all self-service. That was the whole intent to take the workload off initially L1 and also some of L2 engineering so that those folks could actually concentrate on problems, critical things like complete site outages or something crazy that happened during an install. So we chose to build the UI. We ran it a few months internally. And then I said, let's go. We're going to turn this loose on everybody at no charge. Now, the no charge got a little bit of pushback, but um, everybody agreed this was a good thing. So now if you are on version 2.4.1 or higher from a customer's Magento admin panel, the back end, you can get into SWAT under certain conditions. You're on the correct version or higher and B, that you have the role of SWAT added to your admin profile. And that's critical because Magento will not opt in anybody. The customer has to opt in. Okay. And so customer can control the access of who can get into SWAT and who doesn't. For example, do you need your sales admin going into SWAT? Yeah, mm. probably not. Right. So rather than opting in 40 or 50 people, depending on the size of your company, hi, you just tell the three or four people that want it and away you go. Now, once they're in there, it's going to tell them what's the issue. Here's how you fix it. Real simple. And if you follow the instructions, you're going to fix whatever issue that we found. If you do have questions right on the recommendation, there is a link submit request to L1 and it comes in to the L1 team as a SWAT request, they know to jump on those immediately. So you kind of bubble to the top of the heap. Yeah, that's as awesome. well. Yeah, as well as the SWAT developers are watching that queue as well, besides their normal work. So as we see things come in, we're all over it because the customers made the effort. They want to know what's going on. They have a question about the recommendation. Let's go help them as fast as we can. And what now, it's an economy of scale, unified dashboard. And some of the other things that we've been able to do is we've branched out with SWAT to all sorts of areas. So for example, in a few weeks, like I said, security scan's gonna be up there. It will take you from the SWAT, open up a new tab and take you to the detailed security scan analysis. 
we have um, New Relic uh, linked in now. So it will take you to New Relic, um, the general panel, but we also added a new feature called Mage State. And it shows you all the critical conditions and thresholds on one page. We've purposely built this page that you can take a look and take snapshots of your site over a period of time instead of having to search for things. So if your site's slow, you can just go down and go, oh, here's my slow queries. Oh, oops, what's going on? And be able to A, at least fix it, or B, put a ticket into L1 and saying, I can't fit, here's what's going on, but I can't figure out why. Right, okay. And I, so, I know we, we yeah. spoke last year, um, this is only available for cloud <clears throat> customers. Is this now available? Currently, yes. And that's a good segue. Currently, what we do is we use SSH protocol to go out to an environment and pull data. And that works with cloud. However, it won't work with on-premise customers, customers that are hosting themselves. So we're literally a few weeks away from releasing what's called the client agent. And it is an agent that we've built, the binary file. It will sit on an individual environment, whether it's cloud or whether it's on-prem. It's got an immutable cron sitting in the background when to trigger to send data. So we don't go out and reach anymore. Mm. Data's pushed into the SWAT environment. And SWAT is a self-contained database with a couple thousand tables already. Right. And so what we do is we have, for lack of a better word, we have a queue or a catcher's mitt. Every time data comes in, it gets pulled, analyzed, and the site's updated. And we pull data right now every three hours. Okay, that's good. So uh, in a couple of weeks, this agent will be available. It'll automatically be deployed for all cloud customers. On on-premise customers, there'll be a link to a public Git that you can pull it down with instructions on how to, how to install it on, because it needs to go on every node. Because if you have a node go down, you still want SWAT reporting. So it gets installed on every node and it pushes data and we analyze it constantly now. And the site's up, the SWAT site's up 24 hours a day. Okay. So worldwide coverage. Wow, okay. So that's gonna take care of the cloud and the on-premise customers. And there's an internal, uh, what do we do with the open source customers? And that, that is going, that's a question right now that we're working through with the product team. Got but it. this this will cover a high majority of the customers that uh, that uh, that Magento has. Okay, wow, that's exciting. Yeah. That's very exciting. <laughs> um, a lot of changes coming. Yeah, um, I I do, and I I know you sent me your deck, your slide deck. I think for Meet Magento India. Yes. Um, so I, I'll I'll share that. Um, I don't know where I should share it. I guess there's a there's actually a recording for that. Uh, there's a few recordings out there for that. Um, and if I find another one, I'll send it to you. In fact, I'm doing one this Thursday morning for the EMEA partners. Uh, okay. Again, I've done four in EMEA. This will be the fifth. So there, a lot of customers are upgrading. That's why a lot of customers are going up to 2.4.2, 2.4.1. Yeah. And it's, educate them on why they need to get into this tool and why they need to at least at least once a week go take a look take a look and see what's going on and how are you seeing uh customers how are you seeing end users getting benefit are, are they using uh, it all right so the two, two scenarios one is the SWOT report because that's how we started it it was a pdf of of the issues and recommendations what we found is that the customers that are actually receiving SWAT reports from their CSM or from L1 or from me um, actually are taking an active interest in, in fixing issues. They're actually going through one by one by one, updating, testing and in staging, deploying to production. Okay, let's get on to the next one. And they're doing them one by one. And the reason is, is that if you do everything at once and you have an error, you don't know where the error came from. Yeah. But we're seeing that those actually receiving the SWAT report are actually taking an active interest in the performance of their site. 
based on the four pillars, and I'll just mention those, I should have mentioned them earlier, is performance, availability, functionality, and security. They're taking an active interest. They want their site great because as you well know, if a site's good, I'm gonna keep coming back. Visitors are keep coming back. If you have a bad site or a slow site, you're gonna go find your product somewhere else. Right, so, yeah, absolutely. So those getting SWOT reports are very good. Now with the rollout of 2.4.1, 2.4.2, we are seeing customers upgrading. And what we're seeing is an increase on a, on a week over week right now, because it just started literally this January. On a week, uh, week over week, we're seeing about a 10, 15% increase in two things. One is engagement, meaning that they came in and got engaged with the SWAT dashboard. But the biggest uh, number that we're looking at is the adoption. It means that they keep coming back. It's just not a one time. So the engagement is, oh, I went there and looked. Oh, how cute. The adoption is, oh, I came back Wednesday. I came back Friday. I came back the following Monday. And those are the folks that are constantly paying attention and want their e-commerce site to work. Those, yeah. are the, those are the folks that were really, really uh, helping. And the ones that are slow to adopt, um, working with the CSG team, the customer success group, and every quarter we're going to start sending out uh, communications saying, here are the top 10 issues, take a look. And we're going to send them specific targeted audiences four times a year saying, go take a look at these issues, your site's having them, go get them fixed. So that's another avenue that's coming out of uh, out of the SWAT uh, the SWAT thing as well. Yeah, I think for, for us, and anyways, it's very exciting. Um, we interviewed, uh, I interviewed um, um, Yissa Ritzma about the. We we talked about this new Hufa theme. It's a different front end from Magento yes. on how it's it's increasing performance. Um, and I think there has been this myth that Magento is slow. And part of a every every part of a myth, there's some truth in it, right? And I, you know, I, I think part of this is that this is allowing people to take some control over their site, and it's it's very exciting um, to see this happening. And I, you know, I guess I want to thank you for, oh. for pushing this forward. But um, I think that uh, from the merchant side, and again, I want to stress that we really are looking at how can the merchant participate in this mm -hmm. and that they should be asking their developer or their agency about this tool. And I yes. think it'd be even more interesting to hear about the, uh, the merchant saying, hey, I found this issue. How come you didn't find this issue? Not that we ever want to point fingers, but us, so myself sitting as an agency, we've had that experience where we have a technical merchant and they come back to us and said, well, why didn't you find this issue? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that. We have a quite a few merchants that are heavily engaged in this project. Some of them were initial, some of my EAP customers, the early adopter program with the SWAT report and then the early adopter with the actual UI. And they are coming back saying, could you build this check? We just read this dev doc and you don't have this check yet. And I'm like, okay, I'm embarrassed, got it. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they, <laughs> It's, they are actually asking for other checks. Um, and it's gone so far as that we've engaged internally with the PWA team and they are actually developing issue checks for PWA to check on front end development as well. Things like code, configuration, are you on the correct version? So those will be coming very soon, trying to get ahead of the curve right. instead of customers. But the other, Two other big, big things is that um, on our backlog, as soon as we get done this client agent, is what's a overall healthy configuration look like for a, for example, a small, medium, large, extra large environment, you know, from a Soho mom and pop to somebody that's, you know, in the, you know, million, billion of dollars of revenue. What do these configurations look like? So we're working with engineering to put a configuration together and that'll be another type of check. Oh, here's your site based on your GMV, based on your infrastructure, you should have these configuration sets. If they're not right, we're gonna put it up on SWAT. 
The other piece uh, of this um, of this uh, expansion is something called uh, opportunity. This came out of um, actually a Singapore CSMs. They're saying, can you please make a note? It doesn't have to be an issue because it's really not an issue, but can you create another tab called opportunity? And I'm like, I don't know what this means. They explained it is, are customers using features that are built into Magento? A, have they turned them on? And B, are they using them within the thresholds low to high? And I was like, oh, it's a configuration. And they're like, no, it's not. It's an opportunity to use features. And I'm like, oh, so we're going to start doing feature analysis um, that's going to be coming out because Magento is so wide and so, so deep that there are features that many customers just don't know about yeah. or they don't know how to use. And so we're going to start analyzing, oh, look, we're seeing this kind of business. Have you turned on this feature yet? Yeah, that's a great one. The other one too would be the feature overlap where somebody has ah. either moved from open source or moved into enterprise or or commerce, or they have, uh, they've purchased an, a module that does something that already exists in Magento um, yes. uh, commerce. That would be a very, that would be a great one because uh, we, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that, uh, uh, you know, honestly for, for us and for any agency where the project manager has just said yes to some module that the client comes along and they want it installed and nobody asks any questions. And, and then one day there's an architect reviewing the project and they're like, why do you have gift cards installed? Or why is there an RMA module installed? And they're like, we wanted RMA. Well, you know, RMA comes with it. It's native. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny, uh, right before COVID, about 13, 14 months back, we had an on-site with, uh, with a large customer. They came to Austin and we sat with them for two and a half days. And we analyzed their extension packages. There was 115 of them. And when we got done, to your point, we found 50 of them were native features in Magento themselves. And they just started peeling these things off that they didn't need. And they were absolutely stunned on how much performance the site got after oh. all these other extensions were removed that were not needed. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a very good one. I just took a note and I'll get that into the backlog tonight. Yeah, you know, I think one thing that it, it is, I mean, Magento is great because it does everything and it allows you to do everything. Yes. It's not great because it allows you to do everything. And uh, I can't tell you how many customers see something and they do something and then it's installed and then it's next thing is going in and the next thing is going in. And the more you add to that, uh, the more... Um, the more it will bog down the system. But from an upgradability standpoint, the more complexity you add, the more cost you have over time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just that analysis alone would be invaluable, invaluable to any client. And I love that opportunities tab. That's a great idea. Um, part of it too is over the next probably late summer, fall time, once the um, upgrade uh, tool uh, becomes uh, stable, and accessible right now it's uh it's in beta about how you upgrade the upgrade uh, tool we are actually going to integrate that into swat so that if you're on x.x.x version and the latest is x.x plus one it will tell you you're going to have problems here 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 or you need to upgrade these pieces before you upgrade the actual magento version so we've been talking with the team that is writing the upgrade tool, and they are going to be building an endpoint API for us that will okay. just go out and, hi, here's the version the customer's on, here's the version they want to go to, and we'll put the analysis right up on the SWAT dashboard so that people will be able to see it and say, A, pretty simple, or B, you got some work to do. Yeah. So that'll be extremely helpful. Yeah, well, I think one of my earlier interviews was with Christoph Ringless. He owns Fuman, and okay. he's been around for forever in the Magenta community. And he talked 
very specifically about how extensions are written and if you don't explicitly make sure that they work with the next version then customers can just up their upgrade their site without worrying about that extension but it also means that that extension is potentially going to break your store when you do your upgrade so the flip side is making it making it explicitly not able to upgrade until you've upgraded and tested against a version um, um. Yeah, and, and some of the new features too that are being um, there, they've been added to future versions of uh, pr not only provisioning but actually deployment process. Is that when you deploy from staging into a production environment, the deployment process is going to reach into the SWAT database and any P zeros or P ones, which are critical, they're site down uh, issues in heavy traffic scenarios. It will actually pop up a UI saying, you have P0s and P1s on your current deploy. You sure you want to push this into production? Oh, that's really good. So it'll be an additional check prior to customers pushing and potentially having problems in their production environment. And I've just got through about two weeks ago um, working with the um, deployment team and the engineering team saying, look, we already have an endpoint for this. You just have to come and get the data and then put a UI. Yes. Click box. I don't want to, I want to override it or what, whatever the feature is. And that way we know, yeah, the customer constant consciously overrode the warnings and deployed and their site goes down. At least we have, knowledge or a narrower band to find out what caused it instead of trying to guess. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I think, and, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and, and hopefully it stops them. Hi, you have four P zeros. Hopefully they do not deploy. They go fix them first. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like, uh, I mean, that's all this goes just back to that point of making sure that you've measured it, that, that you've checked it and you've asked that question before you do it. Right. Otherwise you're flying blind. You're just, Hey, let's just do it. Hopefully it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's been customers as you know, as you well know that just, you know, they deploy and unfortunately they didn't check in staging and then their production's down and they don't know why, or, even a worse scenario is they're making changes in production and then the following Tuesday they do a deploy out of staging and all their work they did in production is overridden and they don't know why Magento's not working anymore. Right. So yeah. the, the, all these features and safeguards are being, you know, fought through and designed such that it, giving the control back to the customer. Hi, it's your site. We're telling you, you know, here's the low end, here's the high end. You can bounce in between. And as if you stay in bouncing in between, your site's going to work great. Yeah. And, and that's what a lot of this is all about, making sure that the customer is successful. Good. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I, I appreciate all the hard work and the enthusiasm for it. Uh, me, I'm just a product and a feature guy. It's it's the devs I give credit to. Trust me, they're, <laughs> they're the brain children. I you know I come up with craziness and they go, what? And you know I'll explain why and they go, oh we get it, we get it. And then they come back and say, well this design work. And it, it's much like when I said I want to hook SWAT to the Magento admin panel. They thought I was off my rocker. They're like, it'll never work. Two and a half months later, not only was it working, but it passed Adobe compliance and Adobe security audit. Wow. So there's a, an incredible dev team building on this thing. Yeah. And personally, I think that's the best idea in the whole world to get them all in that <laughs> one spot. So the client's going to be in their admin anyways, that that's where you should tell them. Yes. All those performance things and all those issues should be show up right there. One place, everybody's in there. Hi, this is the best place for it. But I'll, I'll tell you, it was a very funny conversation one day. And they're like, it'll never work. And I'm like, well, sure it will. You know, and I, here, here's me on a whiteboard with, with dry erase. And they're like, you're missing a security issue. And I said, no, 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 no. That's your problem. You guys figure that out. But this is going to work. Right, so, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, <good one. laughs> you know, here's the challenge. 
And but it, it was a two and a half month development effort of uh, four out of the five engineers uh, got involved and um, away we went. Then we got the documentation people involved. And then right before we launch, you got the Adobe security and Adobe compliance involved and they're beating on it to make sure there's no leaks. And they signed off and boom, done. So that's the kind of innovation that uh, this tool is bringing to the company. That's great. And where, what's coming down the road? What's in the pipeline? Um, well, other, well, very quickly, um, I talked about the client agent that should be out in EAP in just a few weeks. Uh, part of it also is we're going to start using um, the SWAT recommendations to respond to support desk tickets. So we are going to start picking up the metadata that the customers key in, keywords, metadata, you know, drop down boxes, and we will match that import the input of the support tech support desk ticket into the SWAT meta tags. When we get a match, SWAT will automatically respond to that ticket with the actual recommendation and then put the ticket into pending waiting on the customer to respond. If there's a response, L1 engineer, a human being will pick it up and look what SWAT told them to do and then look at the, if there's any other issue. If not, seven days later, the ticket will automatically close. The reasoning behind this automation is that it's going to allow the actual engineers to focus on critical problems instead of simple things that an automation tool. For example, how do I remove my Magento banner? I don't use it. Real quick, here, boom, follow these six steps, gone. How do I upgrade or how do I change my op cache or my real path cache? These are things that human beings don't have to spend time on. We're just gonna give you the answers. It, what's gonna happen is that Magento will be able to do more with less, with the same or less people and so that's coming uh, into the third and fourth quarter of this year as well. <clears throat> and there's other integrations. For example, um, we're going to be hooking into ServiceNow, uh, which is the uh, Adobe Managed Services uh, support desk ticket system for our larger customers. We've already been asked to, can we put these customers in SWAT? And I'm like, why not? So there's integration points there where um, we've integrated all the way back into our, um, our Salesforce app. So we're pulling data out of our Salesforce that's soon to be Microsoft Dynamics. Um, so we'll be pulling contract information that the customer can see all their contracts. The CSM can all see it all in one place. So time of renewals or time of upgrades, instead of having to search for stuff as everybody does, It'll all be in one place that the CSM can sit and have a conversation with a customer and they're looking at the same data. Hi, wow. this is the latest contract information. Here's your latest entitlements. Here's what's going on with your site. Let's start talking renewals. And it's going to actually speed up the process, giving customer literally real-time information to make decisions about how, and how wide or how high their site needs to be. So there's, you... there's a lot that uh, in the backlog. It sounds like it. <laughs> Do you envision there being regular public APIs for this eventually that uh, say we as an agency who want to use something else that's not ServiceNow where we can, we can tie our own ticketing system into it as well for some level of automated support? That has been asked for by a few customers and the answer is yes. We just have to figure out how to do it. We've been asked to tie in not only support tickets from other outside systems, but we've been asked, can we put our own support ticket number onto one of the issues so we can tie our ticket system to SWAT when somebody sees it, they know, oh, we've already got this covered. Right. So we're, we're looking into things like that as well um, to be able to give the customers uh, access and um, readability. The other thing too is, We've been tossing around uh, building APIs or a microservice. We haven't quite figured out. Customers want to write their own issue checks. Here's, here's the script. Put your code in the middle. It'll just run for your site only. Right. Yeah. 
And so we've been kicking that around. How could we, how could we run those as well? Because the, we have the data. It's just literally developing the script and the code to run checks. So that came up from a few customers out of the EAP uh, about seven months ago. And we've been kind of kicking around, how could we do that without impacting SWAT as a whole? So that will be coming down the road shortly too. One of the things that I see customers doing that will slow down their site is loading huge images on their banners or whatever through their, you know, on their homepage, they put it on where the worst place they put on and they have seven rotating banners and each banner is a gigabyte. You know, I'm being, right. I'm generalizing, but. Nope, you're not. <laughs> then they, um, they say, hey, our site is over the last month. It's gotten oh, incredibly slow. <laughs> um, we, had, we had a client and it was, it's, I wouldn't say it's the, the customer's fault. I'm not pointing fingers, but they, had, they were a new client. They had very junior developers, very junior web developers. And they were using that swatch thing, you know, the rotating images. Well, the, they loaded up 3,000 images. All of them were about a meg. Their site was taking about 12 seconds, not nanoseconds, 12 seconds to load. And they couldn't figure out what was going on. And one of the dev engineers goes, okay, stop. And he told them how to use the swatch, how to load and unload. And we took them down and they were just, the response time was incredible. From that, we developed an issue check about image sizes. Okay. So, so, we, so, so, we, so we have that check now. If you're over a certain in this area or that area, we check. We let you know where this image is too big. The other thing is, is that we've also integrated Google Lighthouse for, uh, for speed, for page feeds. So we're actually doing analysis. So if you get down on the lower end of life, we're going to put up high. You have an issue with your page loading, whether, you know, it could be, you know, CSS minification or uh, JS bundling. I mean, it could be anything. But if you fall down, we've got those scripts and those checks already written and they're active. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah. I think for like us, like I said, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. One of the most frustrating things that we see is when, um, when a non-Magento sort of SEO agency comes in and starts, starts looking at the site and then hands us a, a packet of errors or a packet of issues that they would like to get updated uh, without knowing anything about Magento. So I think that definitely this would be something where you could sort of counter and help the client. Because yes. sometimes the client's just frustrated with their speed of their site and they go and they find the XYZ agency that's excellent at making their site fast. And they come but, back and say, Here, here's, here's all the dumb things your agency has done. And here's why we're going to fix them all. <laughs> and not all, they don't always work because they don't understand Magento. Exactly. And that's, and that's unfortunate. I've, I've seen, excuse me, I've seen that with a, with a few customers that, you know, and, and the agencies not to knock them at all. The agencies are very good about speed and security and search engine optimization. But some of these agencies are lacking the underlying fundamentals of how Magento works, why Magento works, and why there are certain ways to do things better. And that's what we're attempting to build into SWAT, to be able to give them a view of the actual application running. It's, it's, to me, it's like a monitoring tool. You know, Here's Magento running and here's SWAT monitoring what you built. And you know, it's telling you, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And that's why I really want customers to get up on 2.4.1 or higher and start using this tool as fast as they can their sites are going to get better immediately, just fixing stupid things, you know, yeah. just literally, I mean, just <laughs> sim simple, hi, change this in the OML, boom, oh, wow, wow, what, what happened here? And we're seeing those types of effects. And some of it is, you know, the agency or the SI didn't know, or they, or they have a preformed template that they stamp and then they go from there. And as Magento releases patches or versions, their templates aren't being updated. So 
all of this, all of this tool, the, this site-wide analysis tool is there to show them, hi, here's what's going on. And just so you're aware, as we build new issue checks, some issue checks are sunsetted. So as we um, EOL end of life certain versions, we end of life certain checks because they've been fixed in the other, uh, in the newer versions. So SWAT is, a, it's literally a living product. It's not a one and done. It's constantly being built. Um, there, I'll, I'll just tell you flat out, I have over 300 items in my backlog right now. Okay. <laughs> and the backlog is massive. And every week, we run two-week sprints, but every week uh, I go through with the dev manager and we prioritize based on new information and we kind of, you know, prioritize, prioritize, and then here's the sprint, go. And then we start working on the next sprint while the developers are working on the current sprint. So it's constantly being checked and reviewed to get the be most benefit that we can out of every sprint. And so everybody knows we deploy every two weeks. So we run a two week sprint, put it through QA for two days, and then we deploy on that following Wednesday. So we're deploying every two weeks with okay. whatever we've done. So the, the site is constantly being updated. So the clients will, the end user would start seeing those, they would start seeing new things or they can see new things every two weeks. Every two weeks, they'll start, they'll see new checks. They'll see new information. Like for example, today, um, I just added uh, the B2B uh, configuration. So it's, it's on the uh, site details on the information tab of the dashboard. It tells you all about your B2B stuff and there'll be some more in two weeks. So that I just literally configured that today. The developers build it and I, I have my own little backend UI that I sit and move things around. So I added that today. So that, that just went up there and they worked on that last week. So every two weeks, you'll see something new feature out there. Will the will the will it tell you when there's a feature that you haven't turned on? So, for example, B two B, you have to you have to turn that on in the from from the back end. From the back end, and people may not know that they 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 even have it. the The one that we put in just today, it says B two B installed, and it's a yes or a no. Okay, perfect. Yes, yeah, so that's the question. It's it, it's literally. And then the next things are for the B2B is, do you, did you turn on your workflow? They're building that one now because B2B has certain workflows. Do you have a, do you have a workflow running in the background? Mm -hmm. Have you actually configured your B2B categories? Okay, yeah, so that's where I, my, so, my next, that's where <laughs> I was gonna go next is, um, are you using these things? And does this feature, uh, does this feature that you're, you could be using fit into your, into your uh, business model. And I think exactly. that's kind of where that opportunities tab went or is going to go as well. Yeah, yes. I think that would be a great that's one. That's exactly where this is going to go. Our, you know, if you're a B2B, here's everything. You know, for example, here's a real easy one. You know, are you using asynchronous email? During heavy traffic, heavy campaign times, you know, you're expecting 4X, 5X, 20X types volume. You know, little flip. Hi, get your emails going asynchronously so it's not in parallel, so you're not waiting for the email to spin. It'll just put it into a queue and it'll send out emails and customers can keep going through their cart. Right, yeah. Yeah, just li little things like that. Now, you know, do you want it on all the time? It depends on your business logic. It depends on how you run your corporation, but just little things. And those are gonna be up on that new tab. Here's a feature, here's an explanation. Does it make sense for your business to have it on? Yes or no? If it is, here's the instructions. Go go test it in staging. And again, test everything in staging. Yeah, I can't exactly. say that enough. <laughs> Rule of thumb, always test. Yes. In staging, not on live. Uh, yeah, I remember I did, I, did, I did all the videos uh, for uh, Adobe a couple of years ago for their upgrade from uh, from Magento 1 to Magento 2. I did, I don't know, a series of 12 videos or something. And every single time I said, do, make sure you test. Don't, don't do this with live data. Take a backup of your database. Don't do, don't do it on your live site ever. <laughs> ever. You know, and, and customers, you know, I get it. They're in a rush. They want the latest, the greatest. They want their, they want their visitors. 
to have the best experience. And a lot of times they kind of skip that step and it is, oh, so dangerous. Um, you know, hi, we'll just change things in production and all of a sudden their site's down for four hours. Right. Uh, it would have been better if your staging was down for four hours and your developers go fix it. Now you're not selling anything. And, you know, these are things that we really truly want to avoid because it does the customer harm because now their visitors are saying, eh, I'm not going to go there again. And that's not a good thing. Yeah, so exactly. that's, that's why, you know, to your point, test, 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 test. If you have load test modules, put a load test on staging, just beat the living daylights out of it. It takes an extra day, then push to production. Yeah, I can't tell you how many issues have come out. Everything works great with one user. And then as soon as you add a thousand users, the whole thing collapses. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the site stops. Right. right. <laughs> Reasonable amount of people, then it kills the site. You know, and, and it's, it's the, the key phrase that you just said, reasonable amount of people. I mean, there are some sites, um, we have, a, we have a, a large customer and they had, they had a campaign um, over this past retail season and their estimates were 4X customer volume on this specific day. When they got done the analysis after the retail season, they hit 12x. Yeah, that always happens. <laughs> and I was like, thank God they, they had pulled a SWOT report with us in September. We went through a review in October. And they every single thing that we had, they were fixing, changing, and testing. And all I can say is thank God they did that because the site didn't even notice, didn't even notice the volume. It just kept going. There was some slowness every now and then, but the site didn't go down. And I was like, we did a good job. And yeah. that's, what I, that's what I want the customers to be able to do, saying, I don't care. Throw volume at me. My site's going to rock. Good. Well, we only have a couple minutes. Left. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. But I, I did, I, I, my theme has been in the last couple of weeks, how, how, uh, Magento can can be there w with the other SaaS partners, but still give you that flexibility. Last week I, I interviewed Aaron Moss. He he does this tool MDoc, and it's basically okay. some automation and CI for developers to use to huh? to get a snapshot of a of a Magento site so they can do all their work on their own. Um, Okay. And it, what, what it does is it helps the, it helps the merchant to understand that you, can, that you can work on all these different parallel buckets of work without having to have your only thing there. Like in, an, right. in a SaaS world, maybe you get a staging and maybe you get a production, right? Maybe. Half the time, right. Half the time a merchant on their production site is going to go on and sometimes they're going to sit, they're going to hit a couple of, couple of configuration items and it collapses. Uh, because of whatever the configuration is, they, this gives them the ability to go back and, and do some of these things in a different environment and then deploy those to live, even configuration items. And I think what we're doing here and where we're going is that we're merging, we're giving the client the flexibility of, of having a fully customized and, and on-prem or, or cloud-based system, a pass system or an on-prem system mm -hmm. with the ability to also have a lot of extra checks that you wouldn't have on, on, a, on, a, on a traditional SaaS platform. Yes. And this, uh, this gives them um, not only the, the flexibility and control, but also the visibility to see some of those things that are happening deeper inside your code. And whether they know how to do what to do with it or not, um, there's a way for them to, to Let's just pick up the phone and call your agencies. Why didn't you check this? Or why didn't you get this? Or just, I love the idea of just putting in a ticket directly to Magento and having them also look at it. I think that's fantastic. Well, you know, part of it is, is with, with this tool, the site-wide analysis tool or, or SWAT is we're identifying issues, but the biggest boon is here's the recommendation on how to upgrade or fix the issue Here's all the documentation with it as well. And if you have questions, just click. We give you the link. Click. It'll open up the support desk, and you can go talk with these folks immediately because 
as a customer, I want immediate response. I want to know. I don't want to have to go mess around. Hi, let me get let me get somebody and let me get this thing fixed because this is what I'm working on. And that's, you know, that's the goal of this tool. It's like I have been saying, if the customer is successful, their visitors are successful, they're going to stay with Magento. Their customer is going to get more revenue. The visitor is going to be happy. The visitor is going to come back and everybody wins. And that's, you know, that's the basis behind this tool is giving the customer the tools they need, as you said, the tools they need to be able to maintain and literally upgrade their sites. Yeah, I mean, the exciting part is that they can do whatever they want. They can add all the features yes. they want and they can get some <laughs> real-time feedback of, of yes. when they added those 115 new modules. <laughs> what did it do to the... What did it do to the performance of the site? <laughs> right. And, and SWAT right now, you know, like I stated, uh, we run every three hours. We pull data. And as we get better, we'll probably be pulling data a lot closer, maybe every hour. And, just, and we keep this data. Our database is massive. We go back a year and a half of data. So we're able to see trending as well. Yeah, that's exciting. So part of it, you know, we'll start doing site trend analysis as well per customer. So they'll be able to see, am I doing better or am I doing worse? And it'll help them make business decisions at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So, uh, well, wow. It's, it's already the top of the yes. hour. I, uh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, so Most definitely. Yeah. Um, again, I, I thank you for coming on and, and this is going to be a podcast. I ah, will. Excellent. Please do. I'd appreciate that. Talk Commerce is sponsored by eWay Corporation, the partner of choice for technology, infrastructure, and enterprise-level digital solutions, and Wagento Creative, partnering with the client to help fulfill their strategic growth. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce. New shows out every week.